0: Today, my guest is Norman Harris. Norman's a vintage guitar dealer. He owns and operates a store called Norman's Rare Guitars in Tarzana, California, which is nothing short of legendary. I've been in there eight times in the last year, maybe, and I saw Joe Bonamassa strumming away twice. I saw Dave Grohl picking out a sunburst, and it's not like it's planned. We're just hanging out, and you know, you look over there, and all of a sudden, Beck's strumming a uh, old Martin. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's the coolest place in the world. Uh, He's one of the nicest guys, he's been in the game for over 50 years, and was kind enough to sit down and tell us his story and what's going on, and also let me try on Tom Petty's hat, which was uh, one of the coolest moments of my life. So, without further ado, this is Norman Harris, live at Norman's Rare Guitars. Let's go! We were just talking a minute ago about the length that this store's been open, 1975?
1: That's when I first opened the store, but I kind of was buying and selling guitars, Uh, I grew up in Miami, and I started in Miami, and then I came out with a band in uh, 1970, and uh, because I like to eat on a regular basis, I figured (laughs) the guitar thing was probably the smarter move, so I kind of transitioned into Plan B.
0: Wow, I used to live in Miami, Coral Gables area for Yeah, I went to University of Miami, so did my wife. Amazing. Uh, Too hot for me now, though. Human too. Yeah. So you were just how you know before internet, obviously. How were you just coming across pawn stores and buying rare guitars? Well, or um, you know it stuff was that you knew pretty, legendary.
1: It was kind of a pretty inside thing with vintage guitars. I had a, a band uh, called Katmandu in the late sixties, and I had a guitar player and bass player. They were both uh, they both played guitar and they both doubled on bass, and neither of them uh, had a bass. So I ended up buying a bass so that they could kind of switch off, and I figured maybe at some point I'd learn how to play bass. It turned out I ended up buying an old jazz bass mm-hmm. out of the newspaper in Miami, and it was from a legendary R&B performer uh, that in in Miami uh, there was a band called Frank Williams and the Rocketeers featuring Little Beaver who was like my favorite <laughs> guitar player and Little singer the guy's amazing you know so still not as well known as he should be and I ended up buying this bass from them and then everybody wanted that bass and people started making me offers on it and I went wow this is pretty cool I can actually yeah. maybe buy and sell some musical instruments on the side and uh, make an actual living
0: you sense the lucrativeness of it was um was it generally like famous musicians had played the guitars or were they just kind of hards so that were guitars were hard to come by no
1: i mean at the time like the uh, a lot of the manufacturers had gotten to a point where at first they tried to perfect their designs and they made them the best that they possibly could once they got the designs down they got to the point with uh, how do we save $2 on this part and how do we save $5 on this and eventually it was kind of being evident that the quality was going down mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you know they perfect it and then they try to save money and uh, so some of the top players in Miami noticed that and they wanted some of the older instruments oh, yeah. and uh, I was actually a Hammond organ player back in the day so I didn't really I mean, I played a little guitar and a little bass, but you know. The but B3? time kind of, I did B3, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, but we realized what the differences were, and my guitar players kind of showed me, you know, check out the neck on the CS335. Now, let's check out the neck on the newer ones, what they're doing. And they made the neck, the nut, real narrow on the newer ones. Um, The early ones had PAF pickups. They just were warmer sounding. And I kind of was, they pointed me in that direction. And then I kind of picked up on that and realized that the old stuff was made with more care. A lot of the times also, the wood, before it ever became a guitar, might have been 50 or 100 years old. And uh, now they have to artificially age the wood and now everything's done with uh, these CNC machines but back in the day there was an individual uh, thing that happened with every guitar you know they were all different from the next one that came off the line.
0: When did they start artificially uh, generating the wood?
1: Well, I mean, out of necessity, that's been more recently in the last 10 years or so. But what happened was they started running out of these really great aged tone woods. So what ended up happening is they had to figure out a way, and some of it is marketing, some of it's a little hocus pocus in my uh, opinion. Um, you know, they can do certain things, but there's nothing like true age with wood. I mean, that's the whole point of the Stradivarius violin and all that.
0: Uh-huh yeah, I mean, even uh, I just spent fifteen hundred on a martin d r s g and the next different wood i'm like I didn't notice yep. it till after i don't know some of them are that. like
1: these compounds, and they're uh you know it's not actual solid wood yeah. and that kind of thing on some of the lower end uh models.
0: How were you advertising? I mean, were you on tour and you had a couple instruments with you always? Well, you know,
1: when I came out, you know, we had a pretty good band. And uh, kind of we got very lucky because one of my first very big customers was George Harrison. And uh, he had a guitar that was given to him by Eric Clapton that uh, got stolen. And um, they found the guy that bought the guitar in a store in Hollywood. And uh, he wanted the guitar back for sentimental reasons and the fact that it was a great guitar. So this guy bought this guitar in a store in Hollywood. They were able to trace the guy down and it was a late 50s Les Paul, which was affectionately known as Lucy because it was a red Les Paul from the late 50s. So uh, when they contacted the guy, the guy said, listen, I bought it from this store in good faith and I would like to have a similar one, you know, to replace it I'm happy to give George back his guitar and he went into this store that was owned by a friend of mine my friend said well there's only one person I know that's got some of these and it's this guy Norm in the valley so uh <laughs> So and then word kind of started spreading amongst um, the players. Robbie Robertson from the band was uh, one of my early customers too. I had an ad running in the L.A. Times, and he saw it for some of the instruments I had for sale, and he contacted me. And then he called me a week later. I, I had like an apartment just filled with guitars, and nobody had vintage stuff, you know, yeah. at the time back here. So um, he asked me, would I mind if. I would bring if he could bring in one of his friends next week I said no 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 problem and he comes walking in with uh, Bob Dylan and then they brought in Robin Ford and Joni Mitchell and it just kind of by word of mouth just kind of started going and And that circle in (laughs) 1975 I kind of became a business I had to think about opening a store so I opened a tiny store. Where and, at? Was, uh, oh, on Tampa off. in Vanowen. Okay in this area. There's a 500 square foot store then we moved to the corner we got an 1800 square foot store now this is a 6,000 square foot store so um, we've kind of been forced to kind of expand.
0: That's an amazing story I knew you guys had been here and obviously I've seen your YouTube videos with everyone from Tom Petty to Dave Grohl and all the documentaries and
1: Tom was a very good friend and actually uh, and a customer and I played in a band with Ron Blair his bass player for two years before he was in the Heartbreakers
0: that's amazing Um, so sad to hear him pass yeah I know
1: it was a terrible shot he was in
0: here uh, quite he Recently would come in, well... Maybe a, within a year of his passing.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, I'm involved with a charity called The Midnight Mission, which is a homeless charity downtown. And I talked Tom into playing for The Midnight Mission. And he he did with his first band, which was Mud Crutch, which was a couple of the guys from the Heartbreakers, Mike Campbell and Ben Montench. And um, he decided that he was going to put his original band back together uh, to do a tour. And uh, I kept... I had a guitar that Tom really wanted. It was a really rare Rickenbacker guitar, and I told him, it's not for sale, but if you (laughs) play for me for this charity, we'll make a deal and I'll trade you for something you're not using. And he did, and when he finally got the guitar that he wanted, he used it on the Super Bowl. That was his favorite guitar. It was a Rickenbacker 12-string. That was very rare.
0: When you get the early success of Robbie Robertson, George Harrison, I mean, that obviously just fuels you to keep doing this. it's like Yeah, well, I, mean, God's way I didn't know if them.
1: I opened a store if I was going to be in business a year down the road or not, you know, now we're, you know, at many the, years later. At the
0: original store, were you carrying, like, modern guitars as well? And no, in had, the very beginning, it was, it was all
1: vintage. And then it got to the, the point where, you know, we started doing modern guitars as well because um, they're affordable, and we didn't want to kind of be so elitist that we were just doing this one thing. My real love is in the vintage guitars, yeah. but you know we have a lot of even beginner guitars for you know young people just starting out, and pro quality, mo- mostly pro quality uh, new and used, and then the vintage, which is really my main thing.
0: Do you get a lot of um, internet sales? Do people get yes, custom? a lot.
1: And uh, you know, maybe about nine or ten years ago, we started doing this social media campaign. And thanks to Jen and my kids and the young people that worked here and it's kind of blown up. I mean we have uh well over four hundred thousand subscribers for our Guitar of the day thing that we have on YouTube and uh instagram and Michael Lemo has a very big following and also Todd and Nick and all the other guys here uh, you know Jen has a following, but she kind of hides out behind the camera, so she kind of is afraid to step in front of the camera.
0: Have you ever been approached to uh, get a chain going of these and have one? In uh, many
1: times, but I'm afraid that if I did that, that they might the quality might go down. Yeah, and I like kind of Having, being a hands. I'm very hands on.
0: That's amazing. What's been like? I mean, I don't even know if you can answer this question, but just the highlight of the store, you think? I mean,
1: I mean, there's been a lot. We've been very lucky. We supplied instruments out. to a lot of movies from. Back to the Future to Spinal Tap to, uh, you know, other uh, movies that the guys from Spinal Tap did uh, for your consideration and The Mighty Wind and um, a Bette Midler movie called For the Boys and The Temptation Story and this Why the Fools Fall in Love, Frankie Lyman, a lot of times when they need something from a certain time period, they'll come to us. and. We try to do, do
0: you that. lease it to them, or do they just purchase uh, A it? lot
1: of times we'll lease it. Sometimes they'll purchase it, depending on the budget of the movie and whether they want to lease or want to buy.
0: Were, were you a guy back in those days when, like, George Harrison got his uh, guitar stolen? Billy Corgan had a – he wrote Gish out of guitar. Billy's a friend
1: of ours, too. You know, billy a customer billy. for many years. Yeah, he's a great guy. I know you're from Chicago, and Billy's from Chicago, and he's uh, – He's a great guy.
0: But were you a guy that if someone had someone stolen, you could kind of locate it for him, like a stolen car? Not
1: necessarily, but I mean, like the thing with uh, George Harrison, it wasn't that we were able to locate it. He had located where the guitar ended up. And they contacted the guy, and the guy said, look, you know, I wouldn't want to separate you from your guitar, George. but um, So I'm happy to exchange it for another one that's very similar. Um, So when they came to me trying to find one that was similar, that's where I came in.
0: That's an amazing story. Was uh, Kurt Cobain ever in one of your stores?
1: Kurt Cobain was in, and so was um, uh, uh, I see Courtney Dave from Hole okay. at the time, and um, uh, some of the other guys, you know, from the Seattle scene, you know, were coming in. I mean, we kind of, being in L.A., you know, I mean, that was one of the luck outs of my life that, you know, we just happened to be in the right place at the right time.
0: I mean, the the pictures in here are enough to just to purchase this book with all the great guitars and all the pictures of you younger on with Robbie Robertson, Jeff Bridges, Billy Corgan, Joe Bonamassa. Yeah.
1: Joe is like one of our you know family here, and uh, Angela Petrelli is part of the family here. I mean, she's a fantastic guitar player, and... Uh, is really together, and whoever, whatever band, if she ever decides to join a band or does the solo thing, whoever it is, is, going to be very fortunate. She's uh, very talented, that's why and we're very here. focused. So uh, you know, and, and she does videos for us from time to time, and we're we're proud to have her.
0: The, all the amazing, uh, you know, from Gary Clark Jr. and all these people I've talked to, they all watch Angela's videos because when they want to figure uh-huh. out a song, they know that she's mastered it somewhere on Patrilli Picks. Yeah and uh, it's just so cool, you know, they're like, oh, I know her, I was just talking to Johnny Rattle, just literally on the way here, he's uh, the drummer for Gary Clark, and he's like,
1: oh, I love her. Yeah. We have a thing called the All Guitar Network that's kind of um, uh, the brother or sister to our videos, and there's a lot of stuff that Angela has done on that, and so has a lot of people, um, you know, Joe Bonamassa actually owns a little piece of that, and it's, you know, if you like our videos, which we have a lot of people, we have about maybe 150 million views combined on all our videos. And uh, so, uh, and we have a podcast that we started, and we had like Vince Gill, and Joe Bonamassa did it, and this guy Don Peake from The Wrecking Crew, Dweezil Zappa, on and on. You know, a lot of our friends, um, T-Bone Burnett's coming in oh, okay. shortly Good. to do one, you know, so um, Angela did one, and uh, you know, so it's it's been a cool thing, and it's it's a lot of fun for me because a lot of these people I've become friends with over the years, and. It's, it's, you know, instead of it just being an interview, it's like some friends talking and, and it, it's doing very well and it's picking up steam all the time.
0: And that's the All Guitar Network and that's well, a separate channel. Well, the
1: podcast is a podcast, wherever you get your podcast, which would be Spotify or Apple. Apple or however you would get that. The following week, we do the podcast, which is audio only. And then the following week, the video comes up on the All Guitar Network. It's all free, so the All Guitar Network is an app, and you sign up uh, for that, and that's free, and you get to see the video of the podcast if you want to see what we look like, which is not me, but uh, the guitars and the people that come in.
0: Yeah, the visual is so key for me when I want to, I mean, obviously with guitars also you could hear it, but I want to see what it looks like, and also with guests and stuff you You want want to see how they're playing what they're
1: playing and also you know when you start talking about a guitar um you know to picture it in your mind is one thing but to see it actually in person is really cool
0: what's the most expensive guitar you have in here our most legendary guitar, um, I should say.
1: Uh, well, I have a warehouse where there's a lot of stuff besides that, but we have a lot of memorabilia. I mean, there's some bases in the back there with these crazy shapes that were owned by Jermaine Jackson from the Victory Tour. Um, I have a guitar in the other room that was one of Tom Petty's, and when I did that deal with Tom to play for the uh, Midnight Mission, uh, he traded me a guitar, and I have his top hat. That he, this guitar he used when he was out on tour with Dylan, and the top hat that he wore when he was out on tour with Dylan. <laughs> so we, and we've been selling memorabilia for many, many years too. Hard Rock Cafe has been a customer for many years, and we have other memorabilia buyers. That oh, yeah. I never thought about, about so. that. Yeah,
0: Hard Rock. I was like, where did they get all this stuff from? A lot of it from us. Even in Vegas, I used to stay there, they're closed now, but, uh, mm-hmm. I was like, where would they get this guitar from?
1: Well, they liked us because they knew that these people actually came in and they knew that it was authentic. There was a time where they did a book, and a lot of the guitars that were pictured in the book were like these Squire Strats and stuff that none of these groups would play because the companies would be happy to give them guitars that were worth thousands of dollars. And these were like $100 guitars signed by Paul McCartney, like a right-handed guitar yeah. where, you know, he's a left-handed, mainly bass player, you know, and so uh, they kind of got busted with that at one time. And uh, of all the vendors that they got their stuff from, they knew that our stuff was real. We would provide them a video with the person that owned the stuff and uh, to verify that it was authentic and that it was really something that was stage used or studio used and that kind of thing.
0: You see, uh you know, these uh, fans, or I guess they're probably not even fans, but um, these guys coming up to famous guitar players and they'll have six pickups with them and just sign them up yeah, and slap have them, them on. Yeah, stuff The old you Yamaha All those
1: signers. And that's not a guitar that was really stage used or used by the artist. It's just somebody ran up and they signed a $100 guitar and that kind of thing. And a lot of those get given away at charities and stuff like that. But there's a difference between real memorabilia. And the signer stuff, and the signer stuff is basically like a an easel where they just sign a canvas, and it's more the signature that you're paying for.
0: Do you still play uh, in a group or anything? Not anymore. No, I gave
1: it up a long time ago. I figured out what I do best. It's this, not that. So. And
0: uh, you're in store most
1: days. I'm in most of the time. Yeah.
0: When Dave Grohl shows up, does he just walk in or does he make an they appointment? Just walk in. Mm-hmm.
1: Most of the time they just drop in out of the blue, you know. That's too can, cool. <laughs> we could sit there for 2 hours and it could be very quiet and then all of a sudden who knows walks through the door and you know. So we get a lot of actors as well that love to play. Uh, oh yeah. You know. Uh, Is
0: Jeff Bridges a player?
1: Yes, he is. A good uh, one? He is good. Yes, what about
0: Steve Martin? Is he coming and looking at the Martin, banjos? Steve yeah, Martin I've never
1: dealt with, but I've dealt with uh, Jeff Garland, who is on oh, Curb yeah. Your Enthusiasm. He's a guitar player a lot of people don't know. And he's he's coming
0: good. on this because uh, he's friends with Matthew Batone, and they're both photographers uh-huh. uh, for Leica, Leica okay. Ambassadors. sure. And we got him on here. He's uh, I'm always at the comedy clubs, and he's, uh-huh. he's And he's from Chicago, too. so Do he's Do uh, nice you know guy. Dean
1: Del Rey from the comedy club? Uh, he's a buddy of ours. Is we
0: just Shot his podcast. I'm actually doing his Von Scott tribute to the mm-hmm. uh, the producing the video for yeah, it.
1: Yeah, Dean's a great guy, and we shout known out Dean, Dean Del Yeah, time. he's awesome. He's a character, yeah,
0: he's got a great podcast, Let There Be Talk. Yes, and he, he does. Is, I
1: did one years ago. I d-
0: that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, coming in
1: here, they were doing it in at Universal, uh, you know, the area by the park there. They had a it was a, at the uh, I don't know if it was the BB King club or one of those uh clubs where he had a set up over there
0: yeah uh, Dean goes anywhere we were just at the whiskey go go with him and he always fits him in when he's on tour with Mark Marin and all these guys but yeah he's an amazing uh, comic I mean he was in music for 25 years yeah, too yeah. and uh, yeah I'll be sure to tell him uh, he's an he old here fan. and show yeah. him this that's, a, that's awesome um, one last question who is your favorite um, blues guitarist
1: well the guy I mentioned before little beaver is my number one favorite guy uh, but Joe Bonamassa is probably, in my opinion, he his the quality of his play at this point, he may be the best that ever lived in terms of just his ability to play. But, you know, of course I love D.B. King and I love Little Milton and I love, uh, you know, Otis Rush and I love, you know, Albert King and Freddie King and, uh, you know, yeah, on Jim. and on and on, you know. Buddy uh, Guy. You know, Buddy Guys, another one. You know, there's a lot of really good ones. But Joe, his ability to play at this point is pretty astounding. If you see him live, he, uh, you know, and I've known Joe since he was 12. He's like family to me. And <laughs> Did he grow up in the him. Florida area? Or okay. No, he grew up in New York, in Utica, upstate okay. New York. Just and from his the dad had a small guitar shop that oh, wow, was sort of that. like... What I do, but on a smaller scale at the time. Um, his dad's a great guy, Len, and I've known the whole family and uh, for many, many years. And Joe has also been very uh, integral in getting us a lot of social media attention, too you know. And I, we love Joe, and he's uh, he's the thing about him is not only he's a great player, he his head is on straight. He's a fantastic businessman. Um, he's got everything going, so I'm really proud of him.
0: Yeah, he was, uh, he endorses um, Eric Tesmer, where I met Angela at, um, do you know Eric Tesmer from Austin, Texas? I know who he is, yes. Yeah, he's a fabulous player, mm-hmm. but I think he has something to do with Bonamassa on their website. Yeah, well, and, uh, I mean,
1: he kind of nurtures a lot of these young players and has really been helpful to a lot of them. There's a guy named Josh Smith and Crook oh, Fletcher. Yeah. and I know, and those he's guys come to Hermosa Beach children. all the time. Yeah. Killer, Kirk's filler, a great lawyers, guy.
0: Yeah. I didn't know and, they were associated uh, with Joe as well. Chris
1: Kane is another guy. Well, they he has a blues cruise. Um, oh, and, yeah. And uh, I, I go on it that. every year. And uh, it's... Unbelievable. I mean, there's theme cruises now that for everything, yeah. And uh, so if you like 80s rock or 90s rock or hip hop or country or jazz or whatever, there's a theme cruise for it, but Joe has one called Keeping the Blues Alive and it's one of the most unbelievable things because Joe has his finger on who he has every year and the quality of the acts is fantastic.
0: That's so amazing. I have to come back here and really talk to you for an hour or two. No, and, anytime. Uh, I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you so much for sitting down with us well, there. Well,
1: it's my pleasure. And, uh, you know, Angela is, you know, a rising star. And Angela is, you know, she's really good people. And, uh, you know, she's very smart. She's a great player. She's very sweet, but she can be real tough, too, because she's <laughs> a business person. So you don't mess with Angela. <laughs> so.
0: I just spot the talent. I was like, we need to talk to her and... Uh, she got on stage with Tesmer at the El Cid on mm-hmm. Sunset over there and just blew the doors off the place. And um, As she usually does. Thank you. Norman's Rare Guitars here on Ventura Boulevard in Tarzana. It's nothing but legendary. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.